What's your favorite scary movie? We all go a little mad sometimes. Get away from her, you bitch! Hi, I'm Chucky, and I'm your friend to the end. This is my boomstick! Swallow this. Hi, right, guys, back once again for the Arrow in the Head show. I am Lance Velchuk, of course, my co host, Mr. John the Arrow Fallon, and special guest today, Mr. Chris Margettis. Hey, guys, hey guys, how we doing? Hey, good. How you doing, Chris? Man, awesome. Thanks so much for having me on the show. This is so cool. Yeah, you're kind of like the first. We're popping uh, a cherry right now. You're the first oh. guy that, uh, dry too, dry. You're the first guy that shows up. <laughs> That's going to be there. That's from outside the show. That's going to be there the whole time. So uh, before right. we get into. I, uh, oh, you're welcome. Thank you very much, guys. I appreciate it. Before we get into nitty gritty, what are you gentlemen drinking? I got this uh, across the street. It's called the Brett Lager. It's a barrel aged, 18 months. A little something out. It's good. Not too Brett bad. Lager. Yeah, nice, yeah, nice. Yeah. What about you guys? Johnny. Johnny boy. Oh, I got to show mine first. Okay. Okay, man. That's how it worked, man. I got Sailor Jerry. Oh. Ahoy, mateys. Ahoy, Sailor. With a, <laughs> with a bit of Pepsi, just oh. to uh, stretch it out. What about you, kind sir? Uh, well, even though it's 82 degrees here in sunny Southern California, I am drinking uh, the one and only. Lemmy would be proud of me. Uh, Jack oh, Daniels. Oh, you're going old school, baby. So, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm violating... Show. I'm violating the rule of no brown before sundown. So, but you are too. So, uh, off we go. Off we go. Well, on that, cheers, you guys. Cheers, guys. And cheers, See everybody uh, watching, listening, and raise your cheers glasses. Let's have a good time. Guys, thanks again for having me on. This is great. Happy to have you, man. Uh, so, we'll, uh, we'll determine if it's great by the end. You guys, yeah. Are <laughs> yeah, you're out. You're out. <laughs> no, I was going to say, well, the reason we're having you is because we're talking zombies today, and you are a writer and actor in one of the newer ones. Actually, I got to see it at the um, Flashback Weekend myself over uh, in Rosemont with Sven Gulli, man. Oh, man. That was the uh, uh, probably the highlight. One of the highlights of my existence was, was not only showing it for the first time in Chicago, but having Sven Gulli there, who's like one of my childhood heroes. And I've actually gotten to know him now, and you know we communicate a little bit back and forth. And there's a chance we've already been on the show uh, from clips, but there's a chance we may actually be on the show in studio coming up. So I'm uh, I'm keeping my fingers nice. crossed. But uh, yeah, that night, yeah. first showing of, of the film was, uh, I mean, a highlight, man. I, I I can't think of many times in my life that were like that. It was unbelievable. So thanks for bringing it up, <laughs> and thanks yeah, for yeah. being even better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good time. I'm glad to. Uh... Support local business and a zombie movie all in one. If and of I course, could, the film I'd is like, called. <laughs> I was going to say, I'd like to throw out the name, which is the Manson <laughs> Brothers Midnight Zombie Massacre, which you can catch uh, on any virtually any platform uh, where you can rent or buy um, films at this time. Amazon, Apple TV, Vudu, all that stuff. And currently, we've got a limited engagement that we're doing with Tubi. Uh, which has been great so far, and, and we uh, we've been, the people at Tubi have been fantastic to us. So uh, if you want to check it out with some ads involved, uh, I recommend going there because um, yeah. you can you can check it out, and uh, you won't have to put like twelve cents in my pocket either when you do it. So. Uh oh.
one of the reasons we wanted you around, other than you know that you're a very good-looking man and a oh, very affable gentleman, is oh, that, that. Uh, we're talking about Return of the Living Dead, part one, two, and three, which are well, two of them are horror comedies, and part three not really. But yeah. Uh, so yeah, we thought you'd be the ideal guest. So uh, Lance, take it away, my hairy friend. I saw this young. I think we all did. I mean, the VHS cover still sticks with me. Um, yeah. But the punks with the, the gravestone. Yeah. Punk um, zombies. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember renting it thinking when I, the first time I saw it, I've seen it so many times. I'm kind of going back that I thought it was a sequel in line with uh, Romero's Dead trilogy. And then, you know, mm-hmm. as I got older, I realized that O'Bannon was a part of the original and like, this was like their way to break apart, which I think is great. The fact that he went a different direction with it, I think is the, the, the best damn thing we could have gotten. Well, actually, in Return of the Living Dead, the original 1985, they make it that Night of the Living Dead actually was real. It happened. Oh, because yeah, right? he knocks on he knocks on the thing because the whole thing he yeah. goes the canister in the basement. Yeah, he's like shown off to the uh, the young punk. Yeah, I love the movie. <laughs> I love the movie. It's funny. It's scary. I like the 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 soundtrack. You know, the Misfits. It's sexy with uh, Lenio Quigley, who's pre- pretty much naked the whole time. And of course, I'll always remember the resurrection scene. Oh, well, I always remember that. Great cast. Tom Matthews, of course, Friday 13, part six. James Karen, Frank Kalfa, all really, really great chemistry, funny guys. And that's what I liked about this one as opposed to part two, which we'll get into later on. I thought personally that it juggled scares and laughs uh, really adequately, really, really nice. And it made like, on a whole, a cool, scary, funny, but organically zombie movie, man. And and before you guys get into it, just the resurrection scene, like the, when they come out of the graveyard and shit, like the first time, you know, genius. I just fucking loved it. I've got a really interesting experience with this movie, and, and Lance, you, you kind of touched on it. I saw this at the drive-in when it released originally, so I didn't see it on VHS, anything like that. I was at the drive-in my junior year in high school. I think it was a summer my summer between my sophomore and junior year. I was uh, I was a football player, and we kind of had this um, back then, which I found interesting in the movie. You didn't have punks running around with preppies, running around with you know whatever you would consider the jocks, that kind of thing. Which I found to be a really interesting you know dichotomy in the film was everybody was kind of together. Um, so back then when I watched it, I had this real angst against punkers and things like that who were who, so I didn't really dig the soundtrack to, to make that story I watched it this week again for just the second time ever uh, like I don't remember uh, the gal being naked the whole time which was fantastic by the way uh, when I caught it on the second time which how do you not remember that when you're 15 but you do remember it somehow at 52 I thought the practical effects were unbelievable for the time it was it was those were fantastic I agree with you on the zombie scene when they first come out of the out of the ground my problems with it lie in, you, you won't get this from my film actually, but I'm kind of a purist in the zombie world. Like I like slow moving, uh, you know, zombies. I don't want them asking for more paramedics to come. Or that was police. hilarious though. <laughs> I love uh, that. It was. I'm in distress, send more paramedics. Yes, but I think at the time I didn't, I, much like you guys, when I first saw it, I thought it was an extension of, of the other dead movies. And I had just seen dawn of the dead like a, or excuse me day of the dead like a month before because they released right around the same time um so i was definitely a romero guy so when i'm seeing you know kind of all this crazy comedy stuff i don't think i liked it then uh but i definitely enjoyed it much more on the rewatch and and really uh 
you know, kind of dug into it. And again, I, I, I really enjoyed the practical effects. Some of the stuff I did was yeah. fantastic. I mean, especially for the time, when you think about it, it was just unbelievable. I grew up on uh, Hot Shots. I grew up on fucking Leslie Nielsen. And so I dig the cobbiness. I really do. I um, I agree, yeah. though, with John, though. I think it, it, as much as I like the second one, I'll defend that uh, like a motherfucker. I wrote a whole black sheep on it. The first one nails the tone. It walks that straight line perfectly. It really, really does. And um, Quigley, uh, is it Linnea? I, I've been saying her name wrong. I, it's Is it Linnea or Linnea? It's Linnea today, so tomorrow no. might be something else. Well, I will say this. Being... Um, I mean, I didn't see it when it came out because I was I was born. Um, but yeah. the, the beauty of, of the VHS generation, and especially when I grew up, is that there was no there was no helicopter parenting. There was no you can't watch this. I just fucking rented whatever I wanted to. I think she's a great actress. Uh, quickly, I, she was in um, Night of the Night Demon. Of the Demon. Yeah, she, and, but she's a yeah. sex symbol, and she just rocked that out. And I think she owned it. And God bless her because she made her money and she was smart. But I will never forget when she's like getting all all hot and bothered in the graveyard time, like death, and she just fucking rips her shirt open and starts dancing naked. I've never been more proud to be an American at like eight years old, you know? <laughs> oh, I um, but I, I was going to say that one of the scenes I like the most is when they call for more brains, because I think it's just yeah. so, it's dumb. Uh, but I mean, it's it's smart dumb, though. I think it's it's that perfect. It's very thing. smart dumb. And the characters, you know, like I said, Tom Matthews and, and James Karen and yeah, uh, Frank, Frank and Freddie had that cool little like uh, yeah yeah like I, like I actually thought bad I, for them. I felt bad I, for them when got they got hit with the uh, rigor mortis. I felt yeah. empathy. I'm like poor bastards. Yeah, yeah. you usually don't feel for, for in a horror comedy. You usually don't feel, but the characters just came across as real people, so it made me feel for them personally. One of the parts I kind of did dig about it was there was a there was a period of time in the in the film when it had a, a really one of my favorite movies is uh, Assault on Precinct 13, the original. Yeah. And a lot of the time in that film, people show up and they're kind of, hey, what's going on? And then they're just, you know, mobbed. Yeah. Right. And the same thing went on with this movie the whole time. Anytime anyone showed up, they're just butchered within like 10 seconds. That was kind of cool to see. I thought it was really good. Again, the, the effects were yeah, for the time was. just unbelievable i was i was shocked watching it again the tar man that's the tar man they yes it. yeah yeah yes. that zombie guy there he yeah. scared the shit out of me when i, I was know a kid. now he just reminds me of my ex <laughs> but when i was a kid <laughs> he scared the shit out i put a bump scared the shit out of me. but uh this one holds a special place in uh in my heart so uh guys if you haven't seen it do yourself a favor get a six pack bunch of buddies and check it out because it's a fucking blast. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's worth the view for sure. All right. Well, I guess that brings us to Night of the Living Dead Two, which I I know has been Re quite Return of the Living Dead. Return yeah. of the Living Dead Two. You're yeah. fired. What the fuck is with this guy? Who is he? I apologize. I was thinking of uh, I was thinking of the old ones. I guess Return of the Living Dead Two, which is a black sheep of the series, I believe. Uh, I didn't realize it was as hated as it was because when I saw it as a kid, I just rolled with it and I, I get why people don't like it, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna start off if you don't mind. All right, here's the deal. First one walks that tightrope perfectly. I will completely admit that. But the 80s and 90s had this weird thing where they always made a couple of random sequels more lighter. Um, I would argue Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 was a great example. The first one's like a violent noir. The second one's like the cartoon. Um, Gremlins 2. Gremlins 2 is another great yeah. one. I would actually argue this matches Gremlins 2 closer, except for Gremlins 2 is more of a meta parody on, on the sequel itself. Is that a term, meta parody? 
He made thing? that up. I mean, it, 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 <laughs> it, it's a meta parody, though. It is. It's it's making fun of it. Yeah, yeah. But no, I, I consider myself to be uh, fairly high up on the vernacular list, and I've never heard vernacular. Before, What's so. going on today? If you wow, can I, can I not invent words? I don't know. Either way, either way, I'm out of here, guys. Basically, took a lot of the same actors and made a similar movie. Only, it, it yeah, Tom been, Matthews. And yes. James Karen come back as back. different characters. Yes, yeah. but they have the same buddy sort of relationship, yeah. and it's it's played more for laughs. It's more slapstick. And I'm gonna say this: I it's it's not as good as the first one. I like it. I've defended it before. I I argued, and though I have no proof of this, so I, I hope I don't get sued. It has that sort of cocaine sequel where somebody high up was was lit off the ass and was just like, well, we need we need more, we need more, and this has that set of vibe of it. Yeah, I um, can see that. Yeah. I truly think sequels like this are, are best viewed sort of from afar, meaning that like if you grew up at the time and experienced this live, I could see why you would hate it. But if you could look back as like, okay, this is a weird little entry that did its best. I feel that this is more authentic to the original than part three, and I like part three as well. But this to me feels like a, a sequel to the movie, even if it is essentially the slapstick version of it. Um, I think the effects are still pretty goddamn good. I think the, the gore is toned down. That would be my big issue. But I think the makeup looks good. I think the effects rock. I think you, you got to take it as more of the uh, hot shots version of Return of Living Dead. I do. I, I, John, John, you know what I'm going to go. I'm just biting my tongue, man. I, 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 I'm, I'm, get, I'm getting ready. The uh, director, Ken Wiederhorn. Thank you. Uh, directed <laughs> Meatballs 2. So <laughs> I'm not kidding. So it, it all makes sense. I did not now. know that. The only way I could see myself enjoying it is if I'm really messed up and, you know, fill in the blank with on what I'm messed up. That's the only uh, way I could see myself remotely enjoying it. It breaks a lot of my rules when it comes to horror, horror movies, although this is not one. It's not a horror movie. Number one, it does the slapstick, Pratt Falls, you know, zombie coming on the grave, yawning. Michael Jackson from Thriller shows up for some fucking reason. Right there, I'm out. I'm out. You know, I'm, I'm not two years old. My affinity in terms of comedy is not that level. And, you know, comedy is incredibly subjective. You know, what's funny to one person is not funny to another. So, you know, I don't give a shit. But for me, it wasn't funny. For me, it's pathetic. The effects were pathetic, too. They look oh. like rejects from the Muppet show. Dude, compared to the effects of the original, and it looks like a fucking uh, Muppet with a hand up his ass, you know? It's not easy being great. They bought at the dollar store, you know? Oh, Fuck okay, that yeah. shit. Another thing that I fucking oh. hate in horror movies is when they put a fucking precocious kid in the lead. Okay, like, I, I won't fight you on that. I'm not going to fight you on that. Which was the case here. The only saving <clears throat> grace for me in terms of that movie is that uh, Tom Matthews and James Karen return, still have the same chemistry, the same, you know, banter, and they're really interesting to watch. But overall, outside of the fucking art cover, which I always liked, fuck that movie. He's a bunch of fucking jerk-offs. Do you know that? So I'll start with the positives, which were, uh, I agree that the two actors that came back, I have no idea why they came back because they died in the first movie, presumably. Um, they played different Had great roles. chemistry. I don't remember the name of the actor who was the younger guy. Tom um, Matthews. I'm shocked that he didn't become a bigger star. He, he somehow got much better looking between the two movies. And I say that with a staunch uh, record of heterosexuality. Um, but he looked like a movie star in the second movie, and I, I didn't used to, think he I looked used to like call a movie that star guy the Paul Newman of horror. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. looked a lot like Paul Newman. Yeah. Um, so I was surprised that his career didn't take off more than that. So yes, I thought they did a good job. 
But let me let me preface by saying I saw it for the first time three days ago, and my wife, who's a, a major horror aficionado, uh, has read reviews from the Arrow from years ago on some movies that I haven't even seen. She said to me afterwards because I was kind of lamenting, honestly, watching the series again because or watching the first one again because I had told her I didn't like it, and she said to me, "Well, I was the second one," and I said, "The second one makes the first one look like Citizen Kane." They decided they wanted to make Goonies. Uh, with less interesting children. And then, uh, you know, listen, I'm all for leaning into the comedy when it's time to lean into the comedy. But this thing almost kept me from watching the third one. Dude, I was doing everything I could to get through this thing. And and <laughs> it's an hour and a half of my life. I'm never going to get back. In, in spite of whatever minor, you know, positives there were, uh, I would not advise anybody watch this movie unless... They were picking between this and Jeepers, what, Creepers, uh, like random, random hearts, maybe or something. Um, I don't know. Random like, hearts. What the fuck? Yeah, like <laughs> like if you're deciding between if you like blood and guts and it's this or a rom com where people die in a plane crash, uh, I'd I'd go with this maybe, but I don't know. First off, the one thing that they could have pulled from the first movie, which they didn't because it was a kid movie, was just a naked chick running around all the time. Like that, oh. that's going to keep anybody engaged. Sorry. Uh, semi-naked women who are out there watching. Return Living Dead Part 3, uh, directed by the great Brian Usna. I personally loved it. It was a return to form for um, the series. The uh, two, the couple, which was played by Mindy Clark and <clears throat> J. Trevor Hedman, good actors, layered characters. You bought into the love story. You even bought that the uh, male uh, lead, Trevor Edmond, played by Trevor Edmond, was flawed because, you know, giving her the gas. The chick, actually, by the way, guys, if you haven't seen it, the couple, girlfriend dies, the boyfriend uses the uh, zombie gas from the canisters there to bring her back to life. And what, what I liked about that is that he's selfish. You know, he it's a selfish yeah. move on his end. And you don't see usually these types of layers. Hold on a second, real quick. What was that yeah. stuff called? The 245? Trioxin is the name of it. Trioxin, okay. Yeah. Viagra, no? I have to remind myself that some birds aren't meant to be caged. Their feathers are just too bright. I actually think it was patterned after the name of, was the original name of Agent Orange in, in Vietnam. So oh, anyway, maybe. I did my research. Oh, I got ready. But it's all good. Um, I'm not anymore. I just got that one. Uh, Sid and Nancy, uh, Romeo and Juliet with a with a zombie angle. Uh, I love the um, masochist angle that they took, where you know, for her to not feel craving for brains, she has to hurt herself and pierce herself, which I thought was really cool. Uh, like I said, the, the characters are likable, layered. You buy them as a couple. Practical effects were fantastic. The gore was great. If I had any peeves, it would be the. <laughs> Well, the middle section, the bulk of it takes place in the sewers, which for me is never an attract unless there's a fucking Ninja Turtle involved. It's not <laughs> an attractive setting. And there's always one scene that bothered me from it. And I don't know the names or anything, but, you know, there's a bunch of hoodlums. They're like stereotypical Latino hoodlums. And one guy, to kind of serve his demise, because that's what happens, he sees a Mindy Clark, who's an all zombified. She's got shit to her face, her arms and everything. And he's trying to nail her. And then he gets whacked. But I'm like, brah, A, you're in the fucking sewers. B, have you seen this chick? She's a zombie with shit all over her, man. And suddenly this guy's popping boners 
and he's got to have that ass. And I'm like, that makes no sense whatsoever, man. But overall, for me, uh, I enjoyed it and uh, I recommend it. It's not at the same level as part one, which for me is like, hallelujah. But I like it. I watched uh, Return of the Living Dead Necropolis. Why? Yeah, why? Well, I'll tell you why. It was on Tubi <laughs> for okay. free. Sign it so, in. Yeah, yeah. I love you, Tubi. Thank you. Uh, so anyway, I, I happened to be booking around Tubi one night and I saw it before I got to three. So I thought, okay, well, I'll watch this because it's on here. Peter Coyote, you know, yet another film that should probably be stricken from the annals of filmmaking. So the I, I begrudgingly went to three the following night thinking, oh my God, man, if this is, if this is the next one up, this is going to be horrible. To my amazing astonishment, I really, really enjoyed it. I'll take it even further than you, John. Is it Mindy Clark? Is that her? Yeah. She she was Terrence's wife in uh, in Entourage. M Melinda Clark. Um, Melinda Clark. I'm sorry, and she was hot. So sorry, I had to say it. Also, uh, Colonel Walter Powell from Charles in Charge, which uh, I watched every day in college. <laughs> so, uh, and and he was like. Right out of the gate, one of the first characters in the whole film. So, so it hooked me immediately. So I'm going to go into a bunch of movies that reminded me of. It had a very Aliens vibe where a ton of stuff took place in hallways that were kind of quarantined in. I agree with the whole Romeo and Juliet premise. Here's one I, I connected with it about. And I think you guys may have done a show on this uh, a couple of episodes ago. Uh, it was a lot like Deadly Friend in that this, this guy... His girlfriend dies, the girl dies, right? And he's going to do anything he can to bring her back. So, right, is, there about, is there something about Deadly Friend that I should know about? I, I, yeah, yeah. Never seen it. <laughs> never seen it, yeah. No. What, Lance, you've never seen it? There's fucking a million movies out there. I've seen I'm a lot kidding. Of no, I'm not yeah, talking. Yeah, I saw yeah, your show. Yeah, I know yeah. you haven't seen it. How'd you I not mean, see Deadly Friend? Because it's better than <laughs> he's first. Dude, no. he's never seen Deadly Friend or Shocker. But I, Those are but the, like... Both a shocker. That's, I will anyway. get to shocker first. Deadly Friend will be in the fucking back burner. I'm sorry. Dude, it's, just, it, it's a great movie. A great so, movie. A great movie. It, it, it's a great horror movie. Yeah. Wes Craven. Anyway, so yeah. let me keep going. I also thought there was some kind of reanimator to it. Oh, yeah, definitely. When, when, yes. when the Latino guy comes out with the, with his spine out of his head, and he's, there were so many elements of this movie that connected me to other movies. If you took number three and you took number one and you gave them both 50 to 100 million dollars and james cameron is the director i think number three is a blockbuster movie it had a lot of great elements to it i i, I kind of enjoyed the whole thing and i agree with your assessment john too where you know the kid was selfish he wanted his girlfriend right she was the greatest yeah. thing that ever happened to him and he was willing to let anything happen to have her back oh and and she had kind of a hellraiser thing going on too when she's you know ripping yeah. everything through herself to, to, yes. i really thought there were a lot of cool elements to this movie and I don't know if anybody ever saw it, but uh, I would suggest if you're if you're thinking about watching a film that that is a good hour and a half uh, of, of good horror fun with some good practical effects. I didn't dig the 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 sewer scene stuff, but I thought the guy who played the homeless guy yeah. did a great job of of yeah. kind of conveying what they were going for. So I really like this movie, and I'm I, if anything of doing this show and rewatching these films and or watching them was number three for me. I, I had a great time watching it. What about you, Lance? Well, I, I feel like this is the one we're all, all agree on, actually. So here's the deal. Uh, I I call it the, the Bowie catalog, because I'm a big fan, but I guess we could call it anything else by nature. But when uh, anything changes directions aggressively throughout uh, a tenure, I always think 
living through it might not be the best as opposed to like looking at through a catalog perspective, like jumping between things quickly. So the reason I bring this up is because number three was a, a VHS cover. I remember forever. I, I saw it late um, because the VHS cover is of Julia with all the glass in her face. And she, it's like a side angle. As much as the first two have these great paintings, this was like a, this was pretty aggressive for I had sexiness. It had sexiness. Yeah. It was like, but it had that Hellraiser thing where it was like body horror. Um, so I didn't see it until maybe I was a teenager, maybe a little bit later. The only thing I could really add is that I think it's the one entry that feels like it's tacked on in terms of being a part of the series. Because Brian Usna, I like him a lot. He did, um, obviously, yeah, yeah. one of my favorite sequels, which I will talk about another day. But this movie was aggressive. It was mean. It was violent. It was everything the others weren't. Uh, I, there's no humor. And like and, and like you said, it was a, a love story. It kind of yeah. reminded me, personally, of Carnosaur. Steeped in '90s culture of the fucking haircuts, of the 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 love angle, of just the the whole thing. It's just so goddamn '90s. I love it. I don't want to interrupt you, Lance. Hold on, real quick though. I, I gotta ask you guys: yeah. when you see the scene, like the the you know the I'll call him a gangster guy, the Latino guy, but his neck is extended because yeah. it's gotten ripped off, right? And it's poking through the hole. Do you consider that comedy? Because you know people look at Reanimator like it's a comedy. I, I have some. Anymore. You have maybe you have a light smile, but. I'm not, you know, slapping that knee and and but, and, and but that crying. reminded me of this from a kind of like, oh my god, this is so off the wall. Like the thing, it's almost like the thing. I had a yes. lot. Of, what the fuck? Like what the fuck? So yeah, it what, did. Uh, but, but but the tone was so much different that yeah, these. That's true. And I, and I agree with you, Lance, that this was just a like in name only, you yes. know, sequel. But the movie played it razor straight, and I, I like that because it's it's its own thing. This isn't a, a Return of the Living Dead movie, as far as I'm concerned. I don't mind it being in the pack because anything after this sucks. But as a Brian Usna zombie movie, I think it's amazing. Um, you know. After part well, I, two, the insult to any <laughs> real horror fan. No, uh, I'm, yeah. fucking, I'm fucking uh, with you. No, no, but for me personally, after part two, part three, and yeah, you know, there's no cemeteries. It's, it breaks away from the basic structure of part one and two the whole time but at least it sticks to the military thing at least not a fucking joke well brian usna if i could say anything yeah mr usna all right can we take a super quick pause can we you guys will know this i don't actually john you'll know this who's the guy who played shocker oh Oh, what's skinner from x-files yeah he's in Return of the Living Dead 2. What? Yes. yes. At the end, he's working the 50 cal yeah. on the zombies, military. Really? Guys. Skinner. Skinner. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Well, when in doubt, Skinner. How better to wrap up the show <laughs> than with the Skinner sighting? Mic drop. So.